0: Hey guys, it's Kelly and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. I know I have not been posting as much as I usually do and as much as I would like to, but life has gotten in the way just a little bit too much lately. I was really sick and then had to put my dog down. He had prostate cancer. It was very quick and very gruesome. And so traumatic. And then I got sick again. And <laughs> I just cannot catch a break over the past couple of months, it feels like. There's just been so much. I love my friends, but it seems like everyone is having problems. And they come to me with them, which I'm more than happy to lend an ear, offer advice, but sometimes the trauma dumping gets to be a lot and it's hard for survivors. I have a friend that's a survivor that does not reach out to me as much as I would hope she would because she needs that support, but she kind of got me thinking about a lot of things. And there's this huge, huge world out there. And there are survivors of so many different things, so many different traumas. And it feels like when it comes to healing, there is this misconception that there's a one size fits all on how to heal in that if you do this 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 and this or this that and the next just because that person did it that it's going to help you and it just doesn't work that way I know there are things that I personally do that help me with my healing I am one of those people that just need to know I need to know everything and I need it to make sense it doesn't matter how horrible or how terrible it is. If I can just make a little bit of sense on why it happened, it's easier for me to move forward. But that's not true for a lot of other people. A lot of other people, they like to just pack it down as deep as they can and pretend it isn't even there. And that's how they're able to get through. And I feel like in the survivor community as much as we are supportive to each other and try to be supportive we can't expect people to heal in the same way that we do and i'm a very big advocate of survivors being able to share and tell their story on their terms and healing has to do that too And it has to be on the survivor's terms. They have to do it how, when, or whatever way they want to. And as a friend or a family member of that survivor, we have to support them. And we have to respect and support the decisions that they make. In healing and in their healing process. There are a lot of people that are struggling right now. Because they don't feel like they fit into this box. And it shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't feel like we need to fit into a certain box. And do all of these things. And it's just really hard to figure out how to make change in that and how to start to get people to kind of understand that. And I know for me personally, I put up a lot of boundaries. So if someone is not supportive in my healing journey, I make sure that I stay away from them and they're not in my life. But I've kind of been desensitized to cutting people out of my life because I've had to do it so often even though I hate every second of it and a lot of people that I've cut out of my life I miss so much and a lot of people I don't miss at all but today is the anniversary of my best friend's death uh, it's been 13 years Uh phew. I miss him a lot. He passed away just a couple of months after my escape. And my life took a very drastic turn ever since he has passed. And I don't know if a lot of things would be the way they were if he were still alive. But I try not to think about the shoulda woulda, couldas, or the what ifs or any of that stuff but I, I spend today grieving and missing him because if I let that consume me every other day of the year I wouldn't be able to function so I do it today and I do similar things when it comes to my healing I will allow myself to be sad a couple times a week so that way it's not consuming my everyday life my everyday thoughts and things like that I don't know if that's healthy but I know that it works for me and I've spoken about it with my therapist and he doesn't seem to be too against it I started sharing my story like I've said so many times because I wanted to help people and I wanted to educate people and I wanted to make a difference and I feel like sometimes I'm failing at that especially when I have a friend that I considered a close friend that was aware of a situation where a child was potentially being trafficked, and did nothing. This person I considered, like I said, very close friends. I've shared so much about how I feel about all the people in my life that never did anything when I needed someone to. And I I didn't really know that I needed someone to do it until recently, you know, hindsight 2020. But to just have someone that listened to my story and hears me vent and sees the damage that is done or was done by my family for never doing anything or the adults in my life when I was a kid for never doing anything to then turn around and be that person. It's absolutely heartbreaking and it makes me feel like a failure, but I don't, I don't know. It's like if you know something is happening and you turn and look the other way, your life moves on. But it doesn't for that victim. You essentially are giving permission for the abuse, the trafficking, or whatever to continue. And when it is a child, adult, we have to take care of it. We have to be the adults. And we have to make the decision to help that child. I am so disappointed in my friend. I don't even want to talk to them ever again. And I can't even express how hurt and angry I am. The words just... I don't know how to describe these feelings. I don't know if this particular person is going to listen to this episode or not. But if you are, just know that you are an example of everything I hated about my life and my childhood and making the excuses that you are. Yeah, everybody made those excuses. That's why nobody protected me. So I urge you to please protect that child or at the very least... Give me the information so I can make a report so somebody can. Because your denial, because of how close she is to your daughter, isn't going to save anybody. She could recruit your daughter. Did you ever really think of that? You need to do the right thing. So if you're listening, I am begging you. Please do the right thing. <sighs> there was a couple other things that I wanted to talk about. Um the the resources and sources, sites or whatever that I've been seeing this topic on um They're all kind of contradictory about the Epstein victim that claims to have videos. Um, Some articles say, other articles say that she is going to make a video. Um, Some say she will testify under oath. Um, Anyways, she claims to have proof of elites with children. Um, there's a few things. Number one, the comments on these social media posts are like, they're killing me because I don't think people fully grasp what this woman is talking about. Um, if there is truth that she has copies, of the videos, of children being sold. That is a crime for her to have it. A victim or not does not matter. It is a crime for her to have it. It is possession of child sexual assault material. For her to post it online is distributing Child sexual assault material. And that's sad. I know that a lot of people think because she's a victim, because it could help bring down people, that it doesn't matter that it's a crime. But it it is a crime. But the comments of people wanting to see these videos, it just shatters my heart and shatters my soul. I don't know why anyone would want to see a video of a child being tortured and raped. I don't know why anyone would want to see the horrible things that they did to us as kids. And I get that people are kind of desensitized really now for some reason. And it's about who is in the video not the child but the buyer and it doesn't I don't think it it fully like clicks in people's minds that this is going to be a video of a child and that child's trauma and if that's released out to the public that's going to haunt that child every day I've talked about it in previous episodes when I talked about um, revenge porn and child sexual assault material being put onto websites. It's its just devastating to me that so many people are so desensitized that they don't even realize that when they're demanding that this person release these tapes, then that they want to see them, that they're actually committing a crime like begging to commit a crime and to watch a horrible thing that they probably never will recover from and what about the victims in these videos do they have like are they giving permission for those to be released it's it's one of those things as a survivor where you just sit there and like you just like You can't breathe. Like, you're just holding your breath constantly, hoping that they don't release them because you don't know if you're one of the people or one of the children that are in that tape. And you don't want it out public. And you don't want people to see it. Whether your face is blacked out or not, you don't want it seen. So... I don't know what the solution is, and I don't know if this woman is actually going to do what she says she is or actually is in possession of the things that the news articles are. But I hope that as a fellow survivor that she does what's best for all survivors, not just what's best for herself, only because. ...if she does have these tapes that were used to blackmail victims... ...there's a reason that they were able to blackmail victims because of it. And it's not something the general public should ever see. It's not something anybody should ever see. These tapes should be destroyed. Um, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on that. Um... Uh, through this episode but I really don't feel well I had whooping cough which I haven't had in about 20 years so um, I really am not feeling well I'm trying to get through and have a decently long episode but I'm not quite sure I'm going to be able to do that Hmm, excuse me. I'm just sitting in this room, looking at my new puppy that I am trying to train as a new service dog. And she's sleeping in a weird position. She's a very cute puppy, but I miss my old dog. It was very shocking that he passed, but we have to move on. Um... I just feel like I'm having to move on from a lot of things. Like, everything's just hitting at once over and over again. I don't even know. I mean, my sobriety anniversary is tomorrow. It will be 12 years that I have been sober, which, that has been rough. And I'm very proud of myself for that. Then, um, you know, obviously my friend's passing anniversary. I don't know. I just, I'm in a funk. And it's not Christmas. It's not Thanksgiving or the holidays or anything. I'm just in a funk. I don't have the energy to fight. And maybe I just need a break. Maybe I just wanna give up not in that sense, but in the other, you know, the podcast, the TikTok, Twitter, sharing my story. Life was simpler before all of it started. And sometimes I wish I could go back to that, but it's it's one of those you can't unbring a bell types. So I'm stuck. And I know i'll see I know I'll pull through and still continue to do it. I just oh I'm just so tired, and it's not like I need to go to bed tired. my soul is exhausted. my mind is exhausted my um my daughter's struggling with some things, and it hurts because I feel so helpless because she's so far away. Um she's not in danger or anything like that, but it's just like, you know, any mother would know like when your kid's just not a hundred percent happy a hundred percent of the time, it hurts. And I miss my daughters. And I miss them so much. Uh Sorry, my mind just keeps going blank. And since I'm using my phone, I can't pause and go back. I have no idea how to edit on this app <laughs> on my phone. So thanks for bearing with me. But um I'm probably going to end it there. Um I know... It's been like a lot of topics in one like twenty I'm at twenty minutes right now. And I mean, imagine that. I'm just I'm so overwhelmed. And I just I just want some help. And I'm supposed to be able to turn to my friends for that. And they're too busy with their own stuff, which is fine. But I find myself putting my phone on sleep mode, not answering phone calls, barely answering text messages because I just, I don't have the energy for anything, and I certainly don't have the energy for people that just dump their crap all over me, but they never are there for me when I need it. I really need to evaluate some friendships, I think, and... With the new year coming up, I've got a lot of stuff planned for next year. I'm going to be super busy. I just don't have time for fake people. And I hate when I really notice that there's someone fake in my life. But anyways, to anyone that has even an inkling in in their gut feeling that something isn't right, with a child, please make that call. Like I always say, it's better to make the call and be wrong than to be right and do nothing. And to all the parents that are listening, be careful if your kids have Yubo or ubi I can't remember. It's an app that's like a dating app. Um, Apparently, there's some very, very bad characters And because of the lack of reporting of those bad characters that are on the app, that are obviously grooming children, um, nobody's hearing about it. I'm sure even if there were 100,000 reports coming in, people would barely even hear about it. People do not seem to hear about much of anything anymore. Every News agency just likes to bury the truth about child exploitation, child sexual assault material, child trafficking, all of that. They just they don't want people to know what happens. So us as a society, we have to get louder. If they're not going to be loud, then we have to get louder. We can't let them silence us. So. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas that celebrates Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah to those that celebrate Hanukkah and a Happy Solstice and Happy Holidays to everybody. It's hard to get it all in. I'm Catholic, so I'm just used to Merry Christmas, but I have friends from all spectrums, Uh, so... I hope everyone has a happy new year. Um, I hope next year is a better year than this year was. Uh, it was rough. I lost a lot, but I can get it back. Um, next year is going to be my year. I just can feel it. I want to really dedicate myself and fight really hard to stay motivated. So to any of my friends that actually do listen, please kick me in the ass and make sure that I do it because it's important to me. But I want to thank y'all for the continued love and support. It does help keep me going. Even on my darkest days, it still helps me. To keep on going, I may not get up and get on TikTok live or make videos or record a podcast, but I'm still surviving. And that's the important part. I knew that surviving was exhausting, but it's just been a lot more exhausting than it usually is these past few weeks. So thank you for the patience. And I will talk with y'all next year, probably. Have a good one.